Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. All right, so we're going to get into it. We got some questions uh, that came through before the broadcast, and if we can, we'll take a few after. So uh, if you have any that are stern in your mind that we don't cover, uh, you can write them and we can uh, go back to them. Okay, so one of the first ones, uh, we'll touch on this. Uh, Yeah, so being single. We had some people write on being single. Uh, Do I start believing for my future husband they asked do i start praying how do how do i pray what what do i you know kind of what am i looking for how do i uh stay in this lane of being single right now Mm -hmm. i'm ready to move forward how do i kind of stay in this lane and enjoy it until uh you know god brings me my mate yeah so i'll let you start off first what would you tell somebody that asked about being single it's great to be single it's a good thing if you're single because you can really use all of your time to be used of the lord and to just it's it's an exciting thing to be um to walk in the spirit and to be led by the lord and just have have your free time where you can say lord where would you like me to go? Who would you like me to see? Who would you like me to talk to? Help me to find people that are depressed and people that are needy, that are sick and just be used by God. Because when you do get married, then you have other responsibilities and um, your number one responsibility will be to, to be a wife to your husband. And it's an awesome, awesome responsibility. And I'm so, I'm so thankful that you know i have that opportunity to be uh, a support to my husband to whatever he he needs to do for his life that i can support him and and be that other part of him you know that helps him to do what god's called him to do but it's good to just write down what you are wanting in a mate and make sure that they're a christian that they love god and really you know when you get together with somebody You need to have um, a purpose for life. And God has given us that purpose. We can serve him, we can enjoy life, um, and we can enjoy our children. And God gives us wisdom in all of these areas of how to live a wonderful life, how to enjoy life, how to live in peace, how to live in victory. And so, yeah, if you desire to, to have that mate, just start writing down the things. And you know what is so wonderful? God knows us. He created us. He gave you your your personality and who you are, your likes and your dislikes. And it's, I'm so glad that the Lord can bring you into that relationship with the with that perfect person. You know, it's not. I don't know if I believe. Some people say, is there one person? You know, for everybody. Like, should you marry just only one person that God has for you? But I I, I believe if if I'm you. I'm gonna say yes. You do? I am. I'm going <laughs> to say yes. You have the perfect husband <laughs> and he has the perfect wife. <laughs> but I don't know. The Bible just says you have to marry a Christian. So those that's what you need to do is just marry someone that's a Christian. But make sure they're strong and you can support them and what they're going to do. Because you're going to live. When you get married, it's actually, you know, you're coming into um, a covenant of finances. <laughs> 
for one thing. So make sure there's somebody that's going to pay their bills. That really helps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> helps to pay your bills. I don't want no you know? scrub. Scrub is the guy you get a love from so. me. Probably a song my mother-in-law doesn't know, but. No, I don't know you that guys, one. <laughs> you don't know TLC? No. no. <laughs> but I'm glad that you do. <laughs> you can relate. Um, I can relate to TLC. Yeah, no, to younger people. <laughs> what, what do you say about that? About uh, being single and so forth? All the younger people. Um, uh, I would say, uh, let, first of all, like you said, write it down and make it plain. God wants to answer your wish list. He wants to answer your prayers and he's ready to answer your prayers. So definitely make a wish list. Do not settle. Do not settle. You know, being single and um, versus settling and marrying somebody <sighs> to go through that chaos, that torture, that torment of being married to the wrong person, uh, to possibly going through a divorce, you know, all, all of that is so much easier just to stay single and wait for the person that God has for you. Yes. And to call him in and to pray him in. And then the other thing I would say to single ladies is um, work on yourself. This mm -hmm. is a perfect time, like my mother-in-law mentioned, uh, to work on yourself. Figure out and ask the Holy Spirit. Start saying, you know what? I'm going to go through the Bible. What does it say? You know, sometimes we'll not read Proverbs 31 because it's titled Wife of Noble Character. And we're like, well, I'm not, I'm not married. I don't need to, to know that yet. But I would read that out and study out Proverbs 31 as a single lady. Spam risk. Go spam people. Um, <laughs> I would... I would uh, figure out what it says in there and be that type of woman. Yes. Not just the type of wife that she is, but the type of woman that is described in Proverbs 31. Mm -hmm. She laughs without fear of the future. She's strong. She's independent. She can, you know, she can care for her family, but you got to care for yourself before you're going to be able to care for her family. Right. So you got to learn how the best you can be and what God has for you, ask the Holy Spirit, what are some things I need to change? You know, everyone comes from a family that they're raised up in. Mm -hmm. So there might be some things that you wanna change and say, well, when I get married, I don't really want that to be a part of my marriage. Or when I raise kids, I'm gonna tweak a few things based on things you've learned even more in the Word of God. Yes. So I would take the time of being single to really ask the Holy Spirit, hey, when I find my husband, because you want, you want your children to be happy, you want your children to have what they desire. If you're single and you desire to be a wife and be a mom, God has that for you. But yes. take this time to really work on yourself in the Holy Spirit to make you the best wife and the best mother when that time comes. Um, there is a pastor's daughter, her name is Grace Hufton, uh, that I adore. I love uh, Pastor Merrick and Pastor yes. Linda and their family. Yes. They pastor World Harvest in Roswell, Georgia. And she has a wonderful, she's, she's single, and she has a wonderful podcast. So if you're single or know somebody who needs to hear this stuff, it's called Single and Loving It, like L-O-V-I-N it. 
And if you need, if you're having trouble find it, just write me on Facebook or Instagram and I'll shoot that over to you. But she's got titles on there. Guard your heart above all else. Discovering your purpose. What is love? What to look for in a future spouse? Important questions to ask on a date. Um, You know, the the advantages of being single and her dad was on that one with her. So she she interviewed her dad and that one's called the advantages of being single. So don't look at yourself as you're in a disadvantaged place. You're just in a different spot of life right now. It's not that you're any less than the people that are married. So I highly recommend, I think, oh, Tiffany just put it up there. Make sure you go to these podcasts and listen to it because I wouldn't tell you to listen to her if I didn't think she was rooted and grounded in a good family and knows the word and her heart is pure. So it's called Single and Loving It. And it's something that's going to encourage you and get you prepped and get you ready for the next thing that God has for you. Mm -hmm. But enjoy this time. Enjoy this time because being married to the wrong person is not worth just to say I'm married. Right. Just to like move forward to um, to do that. Yes. Um, Okay. the next question. uh, yes, I got a thumbs up from the back. Tiffany put you in. Uh, okay, so the next question is raising strong-willed boys. How can I raise strong-willed boys and make sure they turn out okay? <laughs> and you know what? You have a very strong-willed boy. I know I do too, but he's still five. So yes. let's get some wisdom for you on how to raise a strong-willed smart, independent child. Yes. And it's good because God gives certain people, everyone has their own personality, but some people have a strong will because they're a leader. And so it's really important to know and to get wisdom from God on to how, because sometimes as a parent, you feel like you're always battling um, the will. Right. You know, you're battling the will all the time. Everything's a discussion, an argument, um, trying to get them to do your will and they want to do their will. But um, it can be done with firmness and love. And um, yeah, Teddy was a strong-willed child, but he also, <laughs> he, he, has, he has a good loving and kind personality. But <laughs> So there's hope for my Teddy. No. <laughs> <laughs> your your Teddy's doing fine. He's doing just fine. But yeah, and I, I remember um, it's, it's really helpful to read good books about different subjects because it gives you so much insight and wisdom. And I really loved um, Dr. Dobson's book on the strong-willed child. Doc, Dr. James Dobson, The Strong-Willed Child, because he does have you don't want to like, you know, break their spirit, like they say, don't break their spirit. But they just have to be guided, you know, with love and understanding and wisdom guided to do the right thing and to help help them to make the good decisions and to be obedient you know um, to teach children it's to be obedient is so important because if you don't teach them to obey you they'll have a hard time obeying God when they're older and they try to serve God so good and the Bible is telling you to do one thing but you're so used to not being obedient to anything and you're so self-willed it will take you straight to hell (laughs) <laughs> it will. <laughs> Not obeying God is very, very dangerous. And so it's, we have such a responsibility as a parent to um, really act 
like Jesus and do things like God would do them so that our children can learn about God and love God and know how to follow God, know how to follow his word, um, just because of the way that you train them up. So it's so important to, and it's really hard when you're a parent and you have children and, and when you have a lot of children, one of the most difficult things is that, you know, the kids get into bickering and fighting and hitting one another and arguing. And, and this is in every home, it's in every family. But, you know, it takes such wisdom. I remember the frustration of it when I was, when my kids were little, the frustration of fighting kids. Because it was like, ah! Were they fighters? Ours didn't fight that much. Like Teddy, Teddy, Teddy liked it. to tease his little sister, Megan. Um, <laughs> and they didn't fight a whole lot, but all kids get in arguments, you know. And I remember my sister, she would, her two boys, if they would fight and they would call names, you know, and say bad things about each other, she'd make them each go to their bedrooms. And she was like, you, you cannot come out until you think of a nice thing to say about your brother. And so they would have to come back out and say, okay, this is the nice thing that I think about him. And the other brother or would have to say it. Sometimes it took longer than other times. <laughs> and they're for hours. Yeah. I'm not saying anything nice. So that was, that was, an, and they are really close today. Like they love each other so much. So I thought that was a really good thing to do. There are so many good ideas that you can learn even from, you know, reading some of these books about child raising because it, it gives you wisdom that sometimes you say, I don't know what to do. I'm so frustrated. But just study and pray, get wisdom. The book of Proverbs is awesome. You know, <laughs> once I tied my Leslie. boys together for an hour. Oh my. Tie them together and then make them read the book of Proverbs. <laughs> yes. Um, Tiff, can you scroll back up? This kind of just goes along with it to, uh, there's a question right above Bethany. It says, where is the line between letting them express their feelings and asking questions, but not being rebellious and having the wrong attitude? Mm -hmm. So what That's would you say to question. that? That's a good question. That's a really good question. You know, a lot of times, the mo one of the wonderful things about being filled with the Holy Spirit is that you can actually listen to the Holy Spirit. And I remember doing it when my kids were growing up. I would really try to listen to what the Holy Spirit was telling me about my child. And so you can almost feel in your spirit, Brittany. You can almost feel like, is my child being rebellious? You know, you can tell the difference in the spirit between um, are they just like really wanting to do their own thing as they're getting older and they're learning, they're getting wiser, like they're getting smarter, they're learning more. And, you know, um, it's not like they're, they're still three, but as they're getting older, you know, you really have to weigh that out. Is it, is it really a spirit of rebellion or are they just, you know, wanting to have have their way more because they're getting older and getting smarter you know yeah what do you think about that and also I'm not I'm not saying like this because it's it's you Brit and and Brady what I'm saying is like also identify what friends he's around I know over the years anytime uh, my kids have acted a way that like we don't act or yeah. like is out of sorts mm -hmm. then I'm like wait a second who's someone at church uh, a function we've been at, something 
where I mean I can't say school because I am school, but you know, mm -hmm. any place where there's kids and I'm like, who mm -hmm. are they around yes. that they're starting to, you know, feel it a little bit with and then trying to bring that home yeah. and test it. Yep. And then that's that's a gauge that I do too. I look and see what are they around or mm -hmm. even a show. I remember one time when um, Maddie was real little, you know, when I she was my first and so I wasn't aware of all the shows that were out there and she got to watch this terrible show from Canada. No nothing against Canada, but it's from Canada and it's Caillou. And it was this little bald headed bratty boy. Yes. And I would watch it with her sometimes. I'd say, Oh Maddie, that boy needs a spanking. Like he would just <laughs> throw a fit. Yeah. And one show he threw himself down on the floor and did one of these things. <laughs> what was like the next day Maddie, you know, she was real little, probably two and a half. Yeah. And didn't get her way about something and belly flopped on the ground. And I was like, okay, we're never watching that show again. And because of that, just that one thing that she picked up on, she did it a few, like, like you know, there was a short time period that she stayed on. And man, I had to wear her out every time. Wow. She did it one time in the Macy's when we were traveling. And I said, you are never going to belly flop on the floor again. <laughs> and it was just something that I had to remove mm -hmm. from her life. Yeah. And so we have to also just, you know, uh, be aware of what our kids are receiving from. Because, you know, even, so even the littlest thing can cause them to try to take a, an inch at home yeah. with something because they're going to try. They're just want, they're kids. Right. They're kids. They're going to try it. And so it's just something you have to pay attention to and look at, too. What mm -hmm. what are they around? And, um, you know, you like like she said at the beginning, you don't want to break that wheel. You want to mold it. Yes. You want to mold it because it's going to be good use later. Yeah. You know, in this world where it's very dark and you got to be the light. You got to yeah. be someone who's a leader. You got to mm -hmm. be someone who is strong-willed, who is ready to to take on the kingdom versus the darkness and who's going to have a voice and who's going to say something. So those attributes are good. It's mm -hmm. just molding them at a proper time for their age and distinguishing between rebellion, disrespect, mm -hmm. and you know, as they grow, things are going to change that way. So don't break yeah. it, just mold it. And also it is good to speak good words and good uh, faith words over your children and say, you know, it's so awesome that God created you to be a leader, but it's so important that you learn uh, how to be, be obedient to mom and dad because God told us that we have to make our children be obedient. So you can tell the children that. I used to tell my kids that and say, if I don't make you mind, then I'm being disobedient to God. So I have to make sure that you're being obedient to me and then God will, you know, greatly bless you. Yeah. You know, I always, um, uh, when I, you know, the Lord really dealt with me on that with teaching me how to be a parent. And the one thing that I've made a point to do is not always pull out, uh, like, what are the bad things are going to happen if you disobey? Instead, yeah. I shed the light on the good things yeah. that the kids are going to get, you know, not always pointing out the, the bad stuff, but I'm like, you know what? This is what the Bible says about uh, obeying. And this is what the Bible says about honoring your parents. Yes. And 
uh, trusting God. And these are the benefits that mm -hmm. you're going to receive. Yeah. This is how your life is going to look if mm -hmm. you do this. Yeah. And to them, it's more of a desire. It's not a, a scare factor or a fear factor of if I don't do this, you know, God's going to strike me. Or if I don't do this, my, you know, they get that mindset or my parents are just going to, they just spank me all the time. They're going to spank me. But it's like, you right. know what, man, if I do this, I, I know what the feeling of joy and peace is with my yes. parents. I know what it's like. Oh man, my mom just said, Hey, let's go to the store. Like I didn't even do anything. I didn't, I just, you know, my mom's saying, you've just been so good. I want to bless you. And that's like our heavenly father. He wants to bless you. Yeah. And, you know, and appreciates your goodness. And, mm -hmm. you know, like my mother-in-law said, I, I've said it on past, past uh, uh, podcasts that I've done is, you know, if your kids are having trouble and or won't obey who's in front of them that they can actually touch and feel and, you know, their boss, your parents, the teachers at school and have respect for them. There's no way that they're going to be able to listen to the Lord who's not standing right. in front of them. That's just a voice that yes. they've got to try to hear over the noise of the world. Yes. So it is important, you know, don't break the will of your children, mold it, teach them about authority, teach them about honor and respect, yes. teach them um, those things and and it will mold them. It, it will get them through life and mm -hmm. don't get don't get frustrated. Don't get, you know, fed up. Right. I can remember when Teddy was little and he would he was strong willed and <laughs> I want to throw myself on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> we, went, we were homeschooling, you know, and I remember even in kindergarten we were starting school and we were doing school and he just, you know, it got hard one day and he just said, Mom, I'm just not doing it. <laughs> I'm just not, I'm just not going to do it, you know. <laughs> and, um, but so, sometimes it felt like I was doing more discipline and spanking and everything and I didn't like it. And I remember I was reading Proverbs one day or Psalms, I think it was. And this, this scripture just popped out and it said, kiss the sun. And it was like, God just pulled that off the page and put it in my heart and said, just start loving on him more, you know. Sometimes we just get into that mode of, oh, it's just awful, you know, but a lot of hugging and kissing goes a long way and good words goes a long way. And you just tell them, you, you are a gift from God to me and I want to do my very best to raise you for the Lord because you're going to be great. You're going to do great things. Those kind of words go a long way to getting your kids to, you know, just keep telling them that. Keep telling them those kind of things. You're, you're the reason why one of Ted's love languages is physical touch. <laughs> he always got, <laughs> and he, he, well, he did. I think, I think sometimes we're born with them. I think we're born with them because he always wanted to, you know, have hugs and kisses. And, and really, I think words too for him. Yeah. Like words. He, he always loved because I always would say, you're doing so good and you're so smart, you know. That's one of the reasons and he's Mr. Confidence today. <laughs> that's the problem we have now. But no, it does. Or it the really rest of helps. my kids. My yeah. kids do not lack in any <laughs> But you know what? Some children really lack and they are starving for a loving and kind and encouraging word for the, from their parent. And it goes a long way. A long way. Yes. It, it, it makes you or breaks you. It's Especially so when you become important. a parent, you realize that more than when you're a kid growing up in it. But man, it is true. 
Yes. Love will not cause them to go out and make foolish decisions because they're not looking for it in the wrong yes, places. Yes. Love makes your kids confident and yes. secure in uh, their relationship with you and with their heavenly father. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, love it does a multitude of goodness yes. in your life. And I'd like to interject this right now while we're talking about this, about the family and about husbands and wives. It's so important that wives understand and recognize that men are men, women are women, and um, mothers raise children one way and fathers raise children another way. And it's so important to recognize that and to allow the dad to raise the children the way that they think they're, that they're supposed to do it. And when, if you see things that you might not agree with, you can always pray and ask the Lord, give my husband wisdom, Lord, help him, you know, to be a good dad. But so many wives get in the middle of it and they're like, don't do that. Don't speak to them that way. Um, and that's, that's just not good. It's just not right. You have to learn to stop that because now you're telling the children that I can tell the, the dad what to do and what to say and how to act and how to be. And that's not good. They need to know how to respect and love the dad too. And so this, this is one thing that I had to learn because we don't know all of these things, you know, when we're when we're raised the way we were raised, it maybe you weren't raised in a Christian home. I wasn't raised in a Christian home. And so you don't know. You get married. You think everything's going to be wonderful. <laughs> and then when things aren't wonderful, you think, oh, maybe I married the wrong person. Right. But that person was a great person when you married them. You just have to learn how to, to deal with one another differently. And when the children come along, it's not at first, it's so wonderful, this cute little baby. And then they hit two and their will starts and it can just tear up the whole family. You have to learn how to do it in peace and in love and in honor and respect. That's right. That's true. Yeah. Um, next question. How to have courage and boldness in the face of adversity? How to have courage and boldness in the face of adversity? And um, I know, especially... <laughs> now as the Lord's returning closer and closer. It's yes. something that needs to be worked on and strengthened in a Christian walk that yes. we have, the Christian lifestyle that we have. Mm -hmm. um, to, and you know, what, you know what makes you have courage and really makes you bold is knowing what the Word of God yes. says about a situation. Amen. When you have... Um, when you get a true revelation of the Word of God, mm -hmm. you know, and if you have to tape it, I, I love learning things topical. So like, I like to, you know, if I'm gonna learn about faith and then break it down, you know, and then I wanna learn about healing. And I, I just think it's good to take section by section mm -hmm. sometimes and really get like a revelation on yes. it. But it, really the, the end all to have courage in the face of adversity like, Daniel did when mm -hmm. it went to, you know, he made up in his mind, there's nothing that's going to stop me from doing, uh, you know, what God has called me to do, who he's made me, who I love. And it's that he, not that he didn't love the king and he didn't love everybody else. It was who was number one, who was he going to be devoted to? And when you have that, uh, when you have that, uh, 
mindset and you have that that supernatural eyes on that, you realize that it's like, even though they made a law, he said, I'm still going to do what I'm supposed to do. And that's praying to God, you know, three times a day, window open, not hiding it. And there was a lot of adversity there. So much so that he got thrown into a lion's den. Same with the three Hebrew brothers. And so you just have to get to the point of, I got the revelation of the word of God. Mm-hmm. I have my my eye on the prize and I'm going to keep my courage and your confidence knowing and seeing the testimonies that God has done in your life and other lives brings great confidence of the word of God. Yes, that's so good. And really, you know, we, we face a little bit of adversary every day in, in our life, but to to like Carolyn said, to know what the word says is your basis, your foundation. But then, you know, every morning when you wake up, if the Holy Spirit isn't on you when you wake up in the morning, (laughs) you're in your flesh. And so you have to um, get yourself, remember that you're filled with faith and you're filled with the word if you've been studying and, and seeking and praying. You just can grasp on to, even the Bible says, God's given to every man a measure of faith. So there's, it's in there. And you know, one of the great ways to encourage yourself and to be bold and to have courage is to speak it, to speak your faith. Even when your mind is telling that you that you're afraid, that you're doubting, that you don't have what you need to carry out what you need to do. But when you get up in the morning, you can just start saying what the word says about you. It will make you bold for your day. And you can just say, you know, God called me to himself and revealed himself to me and saved me. He loved me that much. And now I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I'm filled. You just speak. I am filled with the word. I'm a woman of God. I'm a woman of faith. And just speak the word over yourself and you you will encourage yourself in the Lord. And that then that boldness and that courage will come on you. Um, for every situation that you need, just recognizing who you are in Christ and standing on the word. And I like what you said about knowing what the Bible says about healing. That helps you to stand for your healing and realize that healing has already been provided for us and that we can stand on the word for healing. And everything the word has for us, we can do it. Yeah. Amen. Leslie said, that was my question that's what I needed to know. I know the word. I'm confident in it. Just don't know how to speak up for myself without um, seeming mean. Seeming mean. Uh, because you, you, you don't have to argue with people. We know no. in Proverbs that it says when you argue with foolish people, it makes you even more foolish. Yeah. So you don't have to argue with anybody. No. I don't try to shove the gospel and what we do down anyone's no. throat unless they're open to it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to just be walking, you know, down the sidewalk and see somebody and then like attack them or, or like, even if I'm talking with like a neighbor or something. Yeah. (laughs) And I know that they're not saved. I'm not just going to go up and be like, you're doing this all wrong. You know what I mean? And, and you're going to hell and, (laughs) and and not, you know, that's not what we're called to do as Christians. It's not only what we say to them, but it's also how we act and represent the kingdom of God 
two people. And so you don't have to be mean. You know, there's lots of people who don't agree with what we believe and how we say it and right. and anything like that. But, you know, we don't have to fight with them. We don't have to argue with them. Mm -hmm. You're not going to change anybody if they're already coming at you with, I'm not going to change. Yeah. If there's no guard down, if someone's not really interested, you know, you know the difference when someone's not really interested. Yeah. yeah. When they ask, like we, you know, you get questions all the time to your ministry. We get questions to our ministry and you know the ones who are genuinely asking. Yes. Because they want to change. And then there's ones that just want to fight. Yeah. Like they ha are Argue coming at you with a argument and an attitude and so you just have to be discerning with learning to step back and yeah. there's no sense of fighting with any like I won't argue with people about the word of God like right. get to the point where the, the, you know I've seen so many people argue where it comes in with like a fight and a drag yeah. down family members are separated it's like yeah. uh this is this isn't anything like the Bible <laughs> and the most wonderful thing is the Bible says God is love and in Ephesians, it says that you might know the love of God. And it's so wonderful to, ha to, to remember that when you walk around, you're, you're supposed to be exuding love everywhere you go. You're exuding the kingdom, but God is love. Love is the spirit of God. Yeah. And so when you walk around, you should have a smile on your face. People should be able to feel your love 10 feet away before you even get to them. Yeah. And um, That's it's, good. it's wonderful just because when you are love, I mean, sinners, people that aren't saved, they, they get surprised by, you know, a hug. Just, you know, you're doing a great job and just being kind, being, you know, loving to people. It attracts people so much quicker than being yeah. a, having a foul religious spirit. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to look mean. at them as judgmental or anything like that, then they're already going to build a wall. So you can um, express Jesus just by your goodness yes. represents him. Yes. So giving, being generous, being kind, um, you know, and, and little things like that, Leslie, where you don't you don't have to go to battle. I, I learned I, I always used to think you had to. But then I realized that at a young age, uh, probably mid 20s, like I don't have to go to battle for the Lord. Right. You know what I mean, I don't have to justify things he's doing. Sometimes we we stick our nose in other people's business because we're trying to explain why God did this or why. And it's like he doesn't need me to go before him. Right. To explain anything, to justify anything. Um, so it's just literally living in love and exuding it. Even, you know, there are people that are going to make you mad. So you just have to breathe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Especially being in ministry. I love even just reading in the New Testament about Jesus. Read the Gospels and, and, and w just watch and pay attention to all the stories about Jesus and how he acted and what he did. And it's like, it's surprising and shocking almost, you know, about the things that Jesus did. You know, you think about him sitting down at the woman on the w at the well. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't like just come up and say, hey, like I'm the Messiah and, you know, you need to repent. And, you know, right. He was just like he, they were at a well. So you he, he told her about living water. You know, there are so many ways to reach people. It's yeah, good. He, he, he like won her over just by 
shocking her yeah. with with his kindness and love and his demeanor yeah. and how like you mean you're not going to come at me you're not going to judge me you're not going to yeah, say because you know she had what five husbands and <laughs> he could have said you know what you you're, a, you're a sinner look at how you've lived <laughs> you're going to say something else <laughs> <laughs> you know you're going to say skank <laughs> jesus never acted like that he loved people even though their lives were messed up he loved them and told them the good news yep absolutely so you can totally totally win people over without being mean without you know coming at them and yes. um yeah that was a good question leslie okay next one and uh I kind of spoke on this a little bit on Wednesday when I talked about battling the minds, but the question is, how do you identify a particular stronghold? Because a stronghold has been with a person for many years. And then the second part is, how do you dismantle it? Um, I, I spoke on the battle of your mind on Wednesday because it, it's so imperative uh, you know, we will take thoughts and make them real. Yes. We take thoughts and we change our actions. We change our confession based on a thought. And I explained on Wednesday how uh, bad thoughts, if it, if it goes against, if it's contrary to the word of God, then it's not from our heavenly father. He only wants to bless you. He wants to take care of you. He, you know, I talked about how in the Bible it says, uh, put your thoughts not on this earth, but on, on heavenly things. And that's what's going to keep your mind in the right spot. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you can identify a stronghold, I wrote down, uh, by it being contrary to God's word. And then the stronghold is a continual action and thought. I know not everyone, you know, everyone's been raised different. Yep. They've had stuff pounded into them on certain things. And so they grow up believing they could believe a bad report over them. They could believe they've been told terrible things their whole life about them. So they start identifying that that's who I am. That's, you know, and, and, and then you, you got to take those thoughts. And, you know, the Bible says to, to take them captive, we learned. And to take them captive and teach them to obey Christ. Yes. But the action part that you, you know, have to get is self-control. There comes a time... And, you know, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, that mm -hmm. there comes a time where these roots have to be destroyed. Yeah. They have to be. They, I mean, if your thought that you've been told, you know, by people you've known in relationships, you're not good enough, you're, you're this, you're, you know, we hear we're not beautiful, we're, we're you know, we're not strong enough, we can't handle this, we're not smart enough, and you've heard that your whole life. But now take those things and back it up with the Word of God. What does the Word of God say about who you are as a person, your identity, who He's made you? And if it can be, you know, the Word of God's going to dismantle that thought. But you're going to have to get to the point where it's like, I'm releasing this. I'm letting this go. Yes. How? You meditate on the Word of God. It says in Joshua 1 8 that we have to meditate. Talks about it in Psalm 1. When you meditate on the Word of God, when you, when you, you know, it talks about in the Word of God, when you eat, when you ingest the Word of God, there comes a point where that's what you're taking in. Mm -hmm. So now that's what's got to be coming out. Right. Right? Yes. What do you say to that? 
that question. And I'm not sure if they were talking about um, not only themselves, but someone else oh, might yeah. have, you know. Anything. And, you know, really, uh, the Holy Spirit is powerful. And when you pray, and you pray according, like when you're praying, know the word and know what God's will is for people so that you can pray and take authority. And... Um, let God do the work by the Holy Spirit because you can't change another person. Right. But like we said, you can use words to encourage people to do the right thing and to go the right way and to encourage them um, in their life. But, um, you know, just pray. If people have a stronghold, maybe it's a family member, you know, um, just continue to pray and love, pray and love. Those are two, two powerful things that we can use to overcome everything that comes against us. Yeah, and um, I think those writing down when we started was Ephesians 5.26. I think that's where. Yeah, where the word of God washes your mind over the strongholds. Ephesians 5.26, um, to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. So you can literally wash your mind, wash your thoughts, wash these things uh, clean by the word of God. Yes. It's taking a shower yes. <laughs> for our insides, for our spirit man. Yes. So 5, five uh, 26, washing, washing and cleansing yourself with the word of God. Yes. It's literally our sword. It's yeah. a tool um, that w I talked about on Wednesday. It's a tool that we have to utilize, not mm -hmm. just to do our daily devotions in. Right. It's actually something that we have to ingest and click. When, mm -hmm. Isn't it such a difference when you get a revelation of yes. the word? Like there's stuff I've read over and over again growing up in church, mm -hmm. but it wasn't until it, I don't know how to explain it. Like when you see something yes. in the spirit or you just see something and, and it's, it's like. revealed to you. Yeah. And for me, when that happens, it's like burned yes. in my memory. Because there's like times where God I, speak, you recognize God yeah. speaking directly to me. God speaks to me through right. his word. It's just awesome. Yeah. So when I like see it a certain way, mm -hmm. then it's stuck in me and, and it won't go out. It's almost like when you take a, a cow and you, you burn them with the <laughs> iron the rod. Branding. <laughs> the branding. It's almost like it gets branded in me. And yes. even though there's other verses that I've read my whole life, if I can mm -hmm. just see it a certain way, yes. uh, it's like I own it. It yep. becomes mine. And to recognize that, you know, when, when you get saved, now you're on the pathway to becoming more like Jesus. So your whole life, you're becoming more like him. And the Holy Spirit is doing the work of sanctification inside of you. And so... You know, you don't have to feel bad when the Holy Spirit puts his finger on something and says, what about this? And you know that it's something you have to change. And you can just yield, just start yielding to the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, I want to be obedient. I want to change. Help me. Show me. Show me through your word. Help me by your spirit. Speak to me and help me to change and be better and be more like Jesus. It's Amen. a constant work. It is. Yeah, we have to. Just because you you know in the fivefold ministry doesn't mean it's all done. You made it. You arrived. No, it, it's literally constant work. And if you live to be a hundred, you still have work to do. Absolutely, <laughs> that's right. Um, I want to I want to do Bethany's question real quick, Tiffany. Mm -hmm. 
She said, we're super busy and sometimes I start to feel overwhelmed. How do you make sure you're not taking on too much? What are some practical tips for healthy family ministry work balance? Mm -hmm. um, you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say to that is the power of no. Mm -hmm. The power of no. Uh, just because you know how to do something doesn't mean you have to do it. Um, I've learned that. Uh, over the years as our ministry has grown and adding more kids and, and putting my hand into more and more things and wanting to do other things. And I realize I can't do it all. And I want to say yes, because you sometimes you don't want to let people down or you feel like you need to be a part of this or, you know, you're part of this group. There's parents where their kids are going to school and they feel like they got to be a part of this parent teacher class and they got to bring in, you know, food, snacks for the kids every week. And then we got to do sports and then I got to carpool and then this other person needs help. So I'm going to help that. You know what? You're not going to be able to help everybody. Mm -hmm. um, so it's OK to say no the power of no. And I had to learn that. It's like, it's hard because when you're somebody who's always willing to do things yes. and you have that uh, helpfulness about you right. and you want to say yes and you want to do good things for people and you want to, but at the end of the day, just because you know how to do it and just because you um, are smart about it and you're gifted in that area, it doesn't mean that's what you're supposed to be doing. I do believe that God has us called to doing even the most basic things when he wants us to do it. So mm -hmm. it might not be a season for something uh, that you're saying yes to, and uh, it might be something saved for another season mm -hmm. for you. It doesn't mean that you're never going to have an opportunity to do again or that you're not supposed to ever do that. Um, and then for balance for everything, obviously, and you know this, Bethany, um, the, the Lord is first. The Lord is, is first in a family life. Yes. Uh, then your spouse. Mm -hmm. So if something is being taken away from uh, the Lord and from the spouse, then something else needs to be given up. A task, something you've said yes to. Mm -hmm. um, let the house go for dirty dishes. If it meant that this is your time to spend with the Lord because other you know, you're a homeschooling mom, other things have taken you, it's okay. Dishwasher will still be there in the morning. Mm -hmm. Soap will still be there in the morning. And you want to know who taught me that? This lady right here. <laughs> this lady right here helped me when I started having kids and feeling like I needed to have everything a certain way. And once I learned to just release things and do proper order, a proper balance, man, it has made... A, a lifting in my life for years that I'm just like, okay, you know what? So what? I'm going to go sit down. The kids want me to do this, you know, and then after your husband, it's your children. Um, and then after that, you know, I know you, you mix and work and, and different things throughout the day, but it's just, let's start with the priorities and yes. then we'll work our way down mm -hmm. the line. Exactly. How about you? What do you That's say what I was going to say. I was going to say, know your priorities and what God has called you to do. And that really helps. And so you realize that you don't have time. Sometimes you don't have time for everything. And what can you like let go? Um, but we still want to make sure we have time for self-care and mm. to enjoy things every day, to be able to enjoy life and to do things that are fun. But it helps to free up for that when you realize what your priorities are. And so like, like you say, 
serving the Lord is your number one priority and his work. Because really like this life is so short and Jesus is coming so soon and his work is so much more important than maybe some hobby that you're doing, some craft or whatever. You know, <laughs> which is not in my life. No, neither one of us are crafty because <laughs> we're too busy I to do that. <laughs> but like when I was leaving to come down, I have a busy life. She came and in and I was just sewing her a new blouse <laughs> while my pot roast was in the kitchen. You're such a wonderful daughter-in-law. <laughs> but, you know, you do have to just like, I have to step back and say like, okay, I'm starting to feel stressed here. Mm -hmm. What are my priorities? What does God want me to do? What does he expect of me? What is my first priority? What is my second priority? And Lord, help me to, to know what to do and what not to do. And you know what? When you start listening, the Lord helps you to seriously lift off that stress and help you to, to get done amazingly things get done, <laughs> you know? I mean, when you, when you put him first and you know your priorities, I mean, God is so good. Everything always works out. All things work together for good to them that love the Lord. Amen? That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, so just being able to say no. And yes, Bethany, even if it's a good thing. Right. I mean, if it's not the right timing for the good thing, then mm -hmm. it's not going to really be a good thing. It's yeah. going to be a stressful thing. So because there was there was a saying that went like this. If you need somebody to do a job, ask a busy person, <laughs> because those are the people that always get everything done. They're always, you know, but you have to back off and say something has to give. And what is it going to be? Yeah. You know, and you have to just sometimes let some things go. Yeah. Because what if you're always saying yes to everything? And what good is it pleasing everybody else? Right. And then you're too stressed to be a good wife. Yes. Too annoyed to be a good mom. That's right. And things can't work right in your own life. And then no self-care. And then you're That's frazzled. Right. So. That's right. Um, okay. There was another question, Tiff. Up a little bit more. Or down, whichever direction it is for you. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. I didn't realize it was still Bethany that said if something's stealing my peace and causing a lot of anxiety and stress, cut it. Cut it with big fat scissors. Peace Out. is imperative. You have to have peace and you have Out. to have joy. Peace. And you cannot, <laughs> you cannot do everything. That's right. If you died tomorrow, somebody else would do that job. So it's not like... <laughs> That's what I you tell myself. Special. That's what I tell myself. I'm like, you know what? If I was not here tomorrow, somebody else would have to do it. Well, if I disappear, <laughs> would someone come do my laundry? Because I hate it. I'll disappear for a day just so someone would come do it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. All right. Um, uh, we'll get to one more if someone wants to write one in, and then we'll get to this one here uh, before letting you go. Uh, this lady... Uh, is divorced. She wants to know because a lot of people are telling her that um, getting married after divorce is wrong, but she went through betrayal and she's been asking the Lord to soften her heart because she really would like to be married mm -hmm. and, and have a life like that. Mm -hmm. And so she never thought it was wrong to remarry, but so many people are in her ear telling her that it is wrong to remarry. Mm -hmm. So what do you say about that? Well, that's a good question. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, she did go through betrayal, and I know the Word mm -hmm. of God talks about, you know, it, it. he doesn't want you to just get together and then divorce. You know, something right. wor doesn't work out because you guys are mad at each other right. or there was a financial issue. Right. You, know, you stand before God and you promise we're going to yes. make this work you know, better or worse, yes. death do us part, and you're making a vow before God. Because he hates divorce. Yeah, He does. He, yes. it, 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 hurt, it hurts his heart, I know, and he doesn't like it because it's a divisive tactic it is. for destruction. It and is. And all of that stems from the enemy. Yes. So, you know, it, it's not of God. He wants you to listen to the Holy Spirit your whole life to find the right one, marry the right person, listen on how to be the best wife and best mom. But, you know, she went through something, you know, betrayal. Obviously, mm -hmm. there wasn't probably f being faithful on the other right, side. And, right, And her heart was broken. And she's, you know, getting the Lord to help her work on that and to move on. And yes. so she wants to move on. So she's asking, like, is it okay to pray for somebody mm -hmm. to come into my life so I can get remarried? Yes. I believe, I believe so. And uh, we just pray that the Lord gives you a great and start studying today how to really become, to be a great wife, you know. Yeah, and like we uh, said at the beginning, the first question, prepare yourself Yes, now. prepare you yourself. You don't prepare yourself in the middle of it. Right. Because then, you know. You don't want to have, <laughs> you don't want to follow through with mistakes that you might have made before, but you learn from your mistakes and, you know, you ask the Lord to help you to really become a good wife. And I like Desiree's question, um, how do you encourage your husband to walk more with God when you're deeper in your relationship than he is? And, you know, just, I would just love, love your husband, bless him. Just, just do things for him all the time. Say good words to him. Encourage him. Tell him, you know, the Lord made you so great. You have greatness in you. He has a great plan for you. I'm so thankful for who you are and what you do. Be thankful. Be grateful for him. Honor him. Respect him. Never talk about your husband behind his back to other people, but always respect him in that way. Don't be controlling. God doesn't want us to be controlling over our husbands at all. Try not to ever be controlling. Don't tell him what to wear, how to drive, <laughs> what to eat. Don't do I any of those things. I think of those things with Teddy. Every and, woman tries to do you this. you wear this, Ted? The Lord had to really help me on. to <laughs> learn how. It's, it's just not right to try to control another person. Just love them for who they are. And, um, and if you do these things, the, the Holy Spirit will lead you to be who you're supposed to be so that he will see, wow, her God is great. She loves God and God has great things for me. That will draw your husband as you just pray that the Holy Spirit will draw him and, and say encouraging things to him. I think that yeah. will really, Kindness really help. Kindness will soften a heart and let a guard down yeah and it makes you more open to wanting like what what does she have that i don't have mm -hmm. you know yeah that's the wife you, you're being he's going to be like man and look look how she's obeying the word of god and the testimonies that yes. are coming in and you know yes. that real I, we had um 
uh, several years back, we had a, a lady that would come to our meetings and she was a partner with our ministry and her husband was like that. Like, eh, you know, you can do the Lord thing. I'll go with you once in a while and this and that. And so she was continually giving. And at first, you know, he struggled with that. Like, and so she worked a job and she said, okay, well, then the money that I bring in, I'm going to tithe off of it because mm -hmm. I'm going to be obedient to the word of God. And so she would do that and do that. Well, during our meeting, she had like, put her name on a paper for a grocery sweepstake thing and stuck it in the box. Wow. And during our meeting, they called her and she won $10,000. Oh my goodness. And so her husband was so excited yeah. and he goes, oh my gosh, that giving thing to the Lord must really work. Yeah. And so see how like just by her obedience yes. and she wasn't nagging him saying, you know, I'm taking all our money. Da, da, da. She said, that's okay. Since I work a job, I'm going to take 10% mm -hmm. of my paycheck because mm -hmm. this is what I want to do with the Lord and, and to the Lord. And this is obedience and this is how I'm supposed to live as a Christian. Yeah, I'm going to continue to walk and be the light. Yeah. And then all of a sudden when she got blessed, what a testimony was it to her husband? And he was like, oh, my gosh, like this thing for the Lord really does work. And mm -hmm. it completely put his guard down changed his heart and then she now had an opportunity to say more things about God and bring him into salvation and bring him into the goodness just by love and being yes. obedient to the word yes. and being kind and showing him the way so mm -hmm. it, it it will work like the bible, <laughs> the says, bible always works. the conversation of the wife will save the husband but that yeah. also just means not just your words but your actions and how how you treat your husband will bring him to the lord yeah you know absolutely so. is there anyone else who wants to ask one more question before we go this person had bring? asked oh, this question okay. about um <laughs> the mother-in-law relationship i'm looking <laughs> I'm looking at like, your text, text you that? sent me. Who's Carolyn? Text <laughs> no. She said uh, about the oh, mother, right. mother-in-law, right. and daughter-in-law. Yeah. This How's is a front right the now. mother? I really can't stand her. How's the mother and sister-in-law relationship? Yeah, and you, you know, know what? It's that's few and far between, and it's sad. It shouldn't be that way. That there's a good relationship between the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law, and um, the sister-in-law. Yes. I can tell you I'm so extremely blessed, so blessed because I have a phenomenal mother-in-law that I'm close to, that I can go to, you know, before I before I speak, I'll ask her to pray for me. Um, you know, I'll, I'll talk to her. I flood her text with pictures all the time. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I stay in contact with her. I I love her and I honor her and um it's it's not often that that happens and it's, right. it saddens me yes um and uh so i always pray like you know if ted ever lets our kids get married that i i be that wonderful mother-in-law but there was also yes. other things that i learned from you that helped you know one you're not you, you don't pry in our business mm -hmm. and that was one thing that you said at the beginning you know she just said you know we're, we're here for you but 
you guys are married now, mm -hmm. kind of like you're on your own. We're right. praying for you. We're here for you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm not going to be in your business. And I appreciate that. That's right. And I've always appreciated that. I think that's what has made us close. And, and even more to us being open with you. Yes. Well, it's really important. A lot of older women need to know, you know, when you raise your children and you give them to the Lord, and you know, we've all made mistakes raising our kids, but you do the best you can do. But once they're raised, they're raised. You know, if your son is like my son's turning 40 this year, next year, next August, <laughs> you don't, you don't still say, oh, my baby, and, you know. <laughs> Pastor Joe Spence. Someone should tell my mother-in-law that. You know, <laughs> it's like a mother-in-law can be the worst, worst thing for a family. But you have, once you raise your kids, you're done. Like once my son went away from home, I pray for him, but I did my job. My job is done. It's not my job to tell them how to live their lives, what to do, how to spend their money, how to raise their kids. It's not my job. I pray for them and love them and support them. But that's, that's what a mother-in-law should do. It should be a support and love. And there, you know, if they ask me my opinion about something, I'll give it. But I'm not going to be, let me tell you what to do. You need to do this and you need to do that and pry in their business. And some mother-in-laws yeah. are terrible. Like, like the son-in-laws can't even stand it's it. Like that movie Monster-in-Law yes. with Jennifer Lopez. I love that you movie. Know, and so good. my my son-in-law I'm so thankful that he loves me he says I know my mother-in-law loves me and I love my son-in-law too my daughter-in-law is wonderful she's a great wife she's a great <laughs> mother and um, I'm so thankful for that relationship but a lot of you especially if you haven't you know been raised in a Christian home and you're not in the word and sometimes you have to deal with a mother-in-law like that you know you j just have to walk in love and walk in wisdom. That's her key thing. Have you noticed that through the whole <laughs> broadcast? Love, love, love. Walk in love and walk in wisdom and know what to say and know what not to say. But there's <laughs> a truth to it because Jesus walked in love and it it was a drawing factor for people to have. Yes. And by you being that way and walking in love and, and how you've been over the years, it's a drawing factor for me. It's not... I'm pushed away because she's always in our business and she's always harping and she's always got something to say. Her love that she ex has exuded over the years has been a drawing factor for me to be close to her, to want to be with her, to want to confide in her, to want, you know, to ask her advice and to be like, what would you do? Or would you pray for me? Or, you know, something like that. So by walking in that love and that grace and that kindness, it actually, once again, the love will be a drawing factor to that person. Yes. And then my sister-in-law, I love her. We're really close. Um, I have a good one. She, her and Ted are two completely different people. I, I think they're two completely like different all, people. Usually all the kids are all different. Yeah. You know, but, in a family. But, you know, I have such a good time. She, actually, she just texted me today, <laughs> and she, she was like, I can't wait to see you, exclamation point, exclamation point. And I write the same thing to her because I have such a good relationship with her, and, um, uh, and you know, our kids are close, and it's just everything I, I've wanted in a family is to be close. Yes. We're on the same page. We're, we're, we want 
to win people to the lost, you know, the, the end goal is the same and that's what makes it great to be together. Yeah. There's no competition that way. Yes. Uh, someone said, what if my mother-in-law is not on the same opinion? And that's where people, I get a lot of questions with the mother-in-law thing. Um, you know, they're not on the same opinion. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it, at the end of the day, it's your family, your rules, your decision. Yeah. So if you have a mother-in-law or father-in-law that like to interject, that like to tell you you're doing it wrong, that like to um, tell you how it should be done, at the end of the day, you won't be able to stand before the Lord and be like, well, my mother-in-law told me to do this. My right. father-in-law directed me in this way. You are, you're responsible for your family. Yeah. So even though they might say, I don't, I don't want you to do it this way. I don't like it done. Your husband is the head of the home. And it's what has the Lord told him? What has he told you? And that's the family unit. That's how it has to be run. So at the, they, they might not like a decision that, that you've made. I, I, you know, there might be some stuff we've done that my mother-in-law is disapproved of, though she hasn't told me, but. <laughs> Can't think of anything. But, you know, even with my own parents, they, they could be like, I, I, don't, I don't know why you're doing that. Why did you make that decision? But it's like, I, we made that decision because the Lord directed us in that decision. And then when you have that, I only have one person to answer to, not in a rude way. You always honor your parents. Yes, you yes. always respect them. You don't speak harshly to them. You don't, uh, you know, fight with them. You don't say terrible things to them. You right. honor them. Right. But you have to remember when you're married, you become one and that's yes. your family unit. And it's God speaking to you guys and everyone else is outside of it, regardless if it's your parents, mm -hmm. you're just still to honor them. Yeah. And you don't have to obey them that way when right. it's a decision of your family because you've now created a different family unit, mm -hmm. but you do honor them. And you can say, I, I thank you for um, expressing your opinion and I'll, I'll really think about what you said and I'll really pray about it and I'll consider what you said. You know yeah. what I mean? There's, there's there nice ways. there is wisdom ways. they yeah. have too. So yes. it could be something that we didn't see and it's like, okay, you know, I know they're, you know, if they are Christian parents, I know they hear from the Lord too. Let me take this back to the Lord and be like, all right, is there something I missed right. that they have wisdom on that we didn't do? But, you know, at the end of the day, you have to go by what the Lord has told you guys to right. do, not what your in-laws have told That's you to true. do. That's true. And that, that goes for anybody because people will say, well, so-and-so told me to do this, so-and-so. And I always, now in my mind, I envision the, I'm going to stand before the Lord and I can't say so-and-so told me to do this. Right. I should have done it. And he's going to say, uh, I'm the one that told you. You should have <laughs> listened to me. So, all right. My sons are 27 and 19. This is good stuff. Knowing and being a mother-in-law is likely in my near future. Yes. It definitely is. It definitely is. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to have um, my mother-in-law pray for you today since I get you guys <laughs> all the other days. Mm -hmm. But I want her to pray for you guys. And I know that the word, you know, it was kind of like a chit chat with you guys, you know, hanging out with you guys and, yes. and speaking the word of God, but just, just laying down out the foundation and the basics of things, because that's, that's what we all need to hear. What mm -hmm. is another person doing? Yes. What advice, what can I glean from them? What wisdom do they have that mm -hmm. maybe I didn't see? And so I believe that 
today and anyone listening on the replay, this was, was for you to help build you in the areas that we discussed. Yes. So would you pray for yes. them? Yes. Well, Father, we just thank you for this time together. We are so thankful, Lord, for all that you've done for us and that you have good plans for us and you have given us your word. This is our instruction manual, Lord. You have given us your spirit to lead us and guide us into all truth. And so today we thank you. The Holy Spirit knows every person watching today. You know every situation that they're in and you have all the wisdom, Lord. So we pray right now, you just speak to every person yes. with their questions, with their searching, that you would show them the way, lead them and guide them into all truth today, Lord. And we thank you for the wisdom that's found in your word. And I just pray that you would just help each parent to raise their children in the ways of the Lord, that they might learn to love the Lord and serve the Lord. I pray for every marriage that you would help them to love and honor and respect one another and serve you. And we just give you thanks, Lord. We just love you today. We just want to give you all the praise, all the thanks, Lord. We just worship you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank All right. You, what a what a great Friday. Thank you so yes, much for my pleasure. being with me. Um, so the winner of the Friday giveaway. Ooh. I have got to get something in here, Tiff. We need music. We need yes. drum roll. I drum. know. Slacking back there. <laughs> All these things that she's got from my music for my broadcast. <laughs> okay, the winner of today is Anne Marie Bowles. <gasps> Woo! She's still on, Anne. So you better write in the comments that you're still on or we you on, Anne? So Anne, I'll give you a minute. Yeah, I know, trap music. I can't wait for our Christmas party, guys. We're gonna have a cool pajama nice. Christmas party Ooh. again like we did last year. Did you end up watching it all last year? Let me think. You know, you Jenna got on the floor yes. to do the worm. Yes. But it was like, <laughs> everyone called it an inchworm. <laughs> she kind of went like That was this. so funny. She's something else. <laughs> so Jenna. she'll be down. Hey, Anne Marie. Yes, you're on. Great. Woo! Okay, so make sure you um, send. Oh, I have, we have her email, right? Okay, so what I'm gonna do, uh, Anne Marie, I'm gonna email you later and I'm going to uh, let you know what colors they have and you can choose the colors. Wow. And I'll get the pair of Uggs over to you so your feet can be cozy now that the cool Aww. weather is uh, coming in. But I'm so glad you guys stuck on with us, that you hung out with us on your Friday afternoon. And uh, we love you, thank you so much. Gonna be ending today with my favorite Friday video because I know you missed seeing it <laughs> last week. I love you guys. Have a wonderful weekend. Make sure to get to the meetings this weekend. If not, they will be live streamed, but I'm telling you being in it, it's good online. Thank you for when we can't get to it, but uh, being in it and you can just feel the anointing is, is yes. a whole other level. So Amen. make sure you get there. We love you. Have a great weekend. Love you all. Talk to you later. <laughs>